2: Here is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and this is a Huckman Hump Day. Help you get over the hump, a little bit of help from our friends Huckman and Crowder. We're going to check in with them in just a little while. Also going to be hearing from the Joe Rose Show, talking to Ira Heatbeat Winderman because the heat are white hot. Last night's game kept it that way. Woo! How exciting. So exciting. Dan Levitard even talking about Jimmy Butler and his decision to come down here to South Florida. If you want to follow along with the show, it's real simple. Just follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And if you want some headlines, open up those ears just a little bit more because I got them for you. Behind Bam Adebayo's. First career triple-double and Duncan Robinson's franchise record 10-3s. The Heat down the Hawks last night 135-121 in overtime. Next up, the Lakers at home Friday at 7. Dolphins cornerbacks Ryan Lewis and Ken Webster have been shut down for the season. Miami visits the Giants Sunday at 1. Despite Sergei Bobrovsky's 46 saves, the Panthers fell to the Lightning last night 2-1. Florida is back at the BB&T tomorrow 7 p.m. against the Islanders. The Canes continue to keep the quarterback confident. Comp- Competition open as they prepare for Louisiana Tech in the walk-ons independence bowl, December 26th at 4 p.m. Garrett Cole and the Yankees have agreed to a record nine-year $324 million contract, while the Marlins say that they are comfortable with the starting pitching depth heading into 2020. The Bucks will go for their 16th straight win tonight against the Pelicans, but will do so without Giannis due to soreness in his right quadriceps. Tendon, tip, is at 9.30. FAU's Harrison Bryant has won the John Mackey Award, crowning him the nation's top tight end. Ford Atlantic will play SMU in the Boca Raton Bowl December 21st. A couple of champion league games of note. Bayern Munich will take on Tottenham. Real Madrid plays Club Brugge. And PSG matches up with Galatasaray. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. Ah... An Australian man recently had part of his penis amputated after contracting a rare case of penile gangrene. I would rather you take my right arm, and if needed, my left arm while you're at it. North Carolina authorities are searching for a man who's been prowling neighborhoods pantless. Pretty sure this isn't me. Pretty sure. A squirrel in L.A. recently stole a package off a resident's porch. That took nuts. Only La La Land. Firefighters firefighter has recently had to free a teen who had her finger caught in a shopping cart. Eh, save a baby from a burning house or a girl who landed on the wrong side of a dare. Now on the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for a 50% chance of rain with temperatures in the mid-70s. Join Hialeah Park for a free New Year's Eve party, December 31st. Receive free party favors, enjoy drink specials, dance in the new year with live entertainment, and go home rich after winning your share of $20,020 in drawings. Visit HialeahPark.com for more details. Joe Rose Show. They were still excited from last night's heat basketball game. So excited that they called up Ira Winderman. Mr. Heat beat himself. what they talk about? Well, they talked about last night's game being a holy crap game. More special story. Robinson or none? We've got shooters! Udonis Haslam leading the team. And the Lakers are coming. The Lakers are coming.
0: The only person last night not to score thirty points, Ira Winterman, joins us right now. Ira, good morning. How are you, buddy? But but I did have a triple double, so I feel good enough. Right, about right. That yeah, 12, 11 and, and twelve. That's good. Yeah, it's still, hey, still good. Yeah,
3: I, sometimes, sometimes you got to put the little numbers up. But guys, I mean, honestly, I've been doing this now for thirty-two years covering the Heat, and last night was one of those holy crap moments when you sit there and there is. I was telling my son this last night. There's no greater joy you get than having written a story about how the Heat lost and to have to absolutely tear it apart and just hit the delete key as long as you can and go back and write something completely different because let's face it, the Heat also lost last night's game until they didn't.
4: There's no question. By the way, record wise, we ever had three players score 100 when you had the big three? Did they ever get to 100 points in a game?
3: Well, LeBron, Dwayne, and Chris Bosh did it once. There was okay. one time the three of them did that together. So the fact that you're getting guys who are of that pedigree doing that. The first time they've ever had two guys with triple doubles in the same game. Uh, it was the highest scoring game combined by a pair of undrafted players Kendrick Nunn and um, Duncan Robinson, 70 points. I mean, it was just, it was nonstop. It was everywhere you turned on that box score. You're like, whoa, he did that. Whoa, that guy did that. And the crazy thing is, a game earlier, you get a guy like Tyler Hero, who's the star of the night against Chicago who goes scoreless and doesn't make a shot, and it doesn't matter. And you forget, wait, Justice Winslow didn't play, Goran Dragic didn't play. It's just something new, guys, every single night.
4: What's a better story for you? Because I was going to ask you, Robinson or none? what they've both been able to do?
3: I think Robinson for this reason, because we didn't know Kendrick Nunn until he arrived as this player. And obviously, the moment he stepped on the court in Summer League, he was a revelation. The moment he stepped on the court in the preseason, he was a revelation. So we've sort of only known good Kendrick Nunn. We've also known Duncan two-way G League Robinson as just a guy. Okay, he's just here, he can make shots, he's going to be another specialist, he'll come off the bench every now and then, make a couple of threes. So I think, Joe, when you see the growth Of a player to consistently remain on the uptick uptick and have enough confidence from his coach and teammates to play the biggest minutes of games. That's a hell of a story. And again, a guy like Kendrick Nunn was second in the NCAA in scoring in 2018. Kendrick Nunn to Trey Young. Trey Young at Oklahoma led the, the country. Then uh, Kendrick Nunn was second at Oakland University. But a guy like Duncan Robinson played Division Three Williams College when he came out of high school. So I don't know if we've ever seen a story like this.
0: Can we spend a minute talking about how good Bam is? is right now and how good he's playing and what he does just in general for the team. he's just such an energy guy and he's putting up great numbers 30 points last night for him and he had a move at the end of the game I think it was on Vince Carter in the paint that I just kind of laughed at yeah. and I think the rest of the team did too and he did a little fake behind the back pass and then laid it in I mean he gets better it seems like every day
3: yeah and, and honestly Zach we can't do a minute because honestly we'd need an hour right what he has done and the strides that he has made and yet He won the night in a locker room because the game is over. Everyone's waiting for him to get dressed. They're around his locker. I wasn't even paying attention. And then he calls me out. He goes, come on, Ira, what's the first question? So I turn to him and I say, Bam, did you ever envision that your first triple-double was going to come with assists and not block shots?" And he had the line of the night. And he just turned to all of us and goes, well, sure, why not? We've got shooters. In that moment, for him to bring back Hassan Whiteside's line, And it was no accident because when he was done, he turned to all of us and he goes, you like that? You guys like that, right? Well done. That says something also. So Bam is not only winning the game, he's not only winning the box score, but he's winning the fans and winning the public. And guys, think about this. We have had moments like Bam had with this on Whiteside. We have. Remember, no one gets triple doubles with blocks and I want to improve my, my video game score. And then it stopped. And then the effort stops. And I think the one thing you can feel more comfortable about Bam than maybe Asan is this guy has a relentless motor. This guy's won't. This guy won't go into cruise control if he gets a new contract. If he does become now is expected an all star in February. It's that constant motor that honestly I think drives everything else on this team.
4: Ira, do we have a feel yet for for the front office and? people, the more and more the Riley and, and the gang see the way these guys are playing and say, you know what, let's get Dragon healthy, let's get Justice healthy, and let's go with this group and see how far we go, and just keep it Joe, the way that, it is. That,
3: is. that is exactly what I just posted online in my Ira at with the sort of answer of, the Heat search for their second star, might they not have their second star in Bam Adebayo? Remember, this was the guy they were considering trading for Russell Westbrook, maybe for Chris Paul maybe for Bradley Beal, all the kinds of deals to get Jimmy that running mate, now they might have that guy already on campus at a rookie-scale contract. So I think there's two factors here. Number one, what you said, Joe, could absolutely be the case. Hey, look at our record. We're right up there with, with Boston and with Milwaukee Second and best. with the Lakers right. and the Clippers. Yeah, maybe just stay where we are. Or all of a sudden, the Heat are so much closer than they thought. And they're winning games without Drogage. And they're winning games without Winslow. So could you put some? Of those pieces that you never anticipated, maybe even a first-round pick, because you have so much youth. And maybe move things up Because keep in mind It might make all the sense In the world, Joe When you're right Wait to 2021 When you naturally lose The Waiters of Johnson's contract And then you can go back Into free agency But you're already Two years into Jimmy Butler's Four-year deal And he does have The player option On the fourth year So the other side Of the coin, Joe Could be Maybe you do Fast-track this Because maybe One more piece Really is enough To put you up there With Giannis And with the Celtics And with the Lakers At the top of the league I can't make that decision I can't tell you if this still is merely a hot start we're still only past the quarter pole of the season pretty, damn, but pretty good a da- damn good
4: appetizer yeah. there for sure what they've been yeah. able to do by the way something cool happened Absolutely. something cool happened last night those players sure. were talking and zach and i just were talking about earlier this morning for a second they brought up udonis haslam and how much he's met with his message to the team you don't see that very often from a player that's been around a long time still on that bench but not playing and they were talking about UD's message last night I'm still amazed I, and, and, by that I I just eat, the, it's incredible yeah, and they
3: reference it and they reference him constantly in what they're talking about and you know what you need that bridge you look up at the banners that American Airlines are rated, you see the Easter Conference Championship banners you see the three NBA Championship banners And now you have that bridge from the previous Dwayne Wade generation, as Dwayne retired, into this next group. Look, my entire point from the start was this. Could the Heat afford to use one of their limited roster spots on a player who's not going to play? Well, you know how you get to do that, Joe? When everyone else contributes. When you don't have to wait on Kendrick Nunn. You don't have to wait on Derrick Jones Jr. You don't have to wait on Duncan Robinson. You don't have to wait on other players. They become part of it. Think of this. Not only is Udani's on the roster and not playing and not being an issue, but $25 million in salary is sitting idle every game with James Johnson and Deion Waiters, and it doesn't matter. How many teams in the NBA can have two of their five highest-paid players not involved at
0: all and still have this kind of record. Yeah, it's it's amazing what happens with that, uh, with those two guys, and what the final story with those two guys is going to be. I don't think any of us know. You're not expecting load management, by the way. For LeBron Friday night, you're expecting full strength both teams? You know what? They're in
3: Orlando, then they have a day off, and it's national TV. And I think Adam Silver has made it clear. They redid the schedule. They moved the Heat game up to 7 p.m. to have a better late game after it. So I think they would be hearing from a lot of people throughout the day if Anthony Davis, LeBron James, decide to sit that one out. Guys, I got to tell you, though, load management might play on the next night for the Heat because, again, these brutal back-to-back. So you play the Lakers at home. You have this great national TV moment, and then and Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks are waiting the next night in Dallas on the second nights of back to back. The teams they have played on the second nights of back to back the Lakers and the Sixers and the Celtics and now Dallas. It's amazing how the Heat can't catch a break with their back to backs that might be even more brutal than the Lakers game.
4: I, I tried to get through this thing without talking uh, about Dion Waiters. I, have, I did. I too late. Sure. Where, where are we? What's Do you guys look at him? Do you talk to him? Do you say, hi, Dion? Does everybody act like, help me out here?
3: It's interesting. It's interesting because all we can say is how are you doing because the Heat has put Dion off limits. The Heat's policy, and you know, a lot of teams have these policies. Players are not available for interviews until they play. So even when Justice was out with his concussion, the Heat said, until Justice is back in a game, that's when you can talk to him. That's how it worked out for us. So it's sort of been when Dion's been around, it doesn't matter, except, you know, that. The perfunctory things like you mattered, how you doing, you know how things are going and all that. And that's it. So we have, still have no sense as to why did you post those social media messages about Eric Spolstra? We still haven't been able to ask a question that is now two <laughs> months old because Dion hasn't played the entire regular yeah. season. But, Joe, what's fascinating is, look, you know, you have kids. You know, you're, you've been around the neighborhood. Everywhere. Your flu is awful. Everyone is sick, and I understand that. But it's gotten to the point with Dion, When you're making that kind of money, to not even show up for work for three games. And now James Johnson called in sick, was not at the shooter around yesterday, was not at the arena before the game, was not at the game. It's crazy. It's almost like they're staging a sick out, and no <laughs> one cares. Because you know no. what, Joe. It's easier when they're out of sight. It's easier when your problems aren't there. You've seen it with the Dolphins and with other teams. It's easier for the other guys to maintain their focus when we're not asking them about, well, what happens when J.J. and Dion come back? And I really think that ship has sailed. And some people in this market have mentioned it, and they might be right. Could it be that Dion Waiters has played his last game for the Miami Heat?
0: I don't think he plays another game with that jersey. I, I don't yeah. think I mean, he'll be healthy surprise. scratch for 82
4: games. I'm waiting for Ira to come out and say that, though, not those right. other guys who see a virus. Well, but he's going to be yesterday.
3: Yesterday yesterday was Dion Waiter's birthday, and the Heat on social media did put a happy birthday wish on Twitter and Instagram. I think they felt compelled, because if they didn't, that would have been pointed out as well. So they put the perfunctory happy birthday to our guy, Dion Waiter's, and left it at that. So they're, they're really towing it, walking that fine line also. Because remember, he has appealed his suspension. So anything that the Heat do that's too overt to say, look, we've told Dion to stay home. We haven't, we're going to make him inactive today and put a G League kid on the roster and Instead, they're sort of walking that balance also. But you know what? It's so much easier for Eric Spolstra when Dion doesn't show up for work. It's so much easier for Eric Spolstra when James Johnson doesn't show up for work. And here's the thing. Eric Spolstra has gotten the support of management. So many front offices would said, we're paying those guys. You're playing those guys if only to showcase them. Nope. Eric Spolster, his relationship with the Arisons, with Andy Ellisberg, with Pat Riley, he has free reign to play his guys and man or his guys putting on a show.
0: Was it too far of us as a show to send Dion Waiter's gourmet popcorn for his birthday? Too far?
3: If you would have seen if you would have seen the emojis and comments after the Heat wished them happy birthday and what people sure. did, inclu- including, I didn't know you actually could make a birthday cake out of gummies, but I guess I'm not in the baking industry. Oh. That,
4: it's true though. All right. that's Too fun. Far. That one that one is yeah, the old uh, the gummy the gummies are um will be with him for life. Life. Yeah. Is that the first time he took him to know you can't take that many? I I'm I just...
0: guessing it wasn't his first time. Anyway,
4: Ira, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thank this you. thing's been fun.
3: Yeah, thanks for getting me off the hook there at
0: the end. Thanks, right, guys. I got you.
2: Nobody covers the Heat like Ira Winderman, and he's going to be doing a lot of covering this season for a long time because the Heat are for real. And Joe Rose, for real, every morning, 6 to 10 on the weekdays. Just check him out right here on 560 The Joe. And download the podcast for that show, this show, or any show that you hear on the radio station at our website, wqam.com. You can also go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, rtheradio.com app. Up next. Mr. Miami, Dan Levitard, talking about what's on everybody's Miami mind today. Jimmy Butler and the Heat. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Back with the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and I am sending out birthday wishes to Jermaine Jackson. That's right, Jermaine Jackson, 65 years young today. But another musical birthday, because I love music so much, we're keeping it with N.W.A.'s DJ Yella. 52 years old. Jermaine Jackson and DJ Yella. Musical birthday, kind of helping you get over the hump. It is also a Hawkman hump day, so in just a little while, we'll be hearing from Hawk and Crowder there at Orange Bowl Media Day. But right now, Mr. Orange Bowl himself, I don't know what that means, Dan Lebitard and his team, they're still buzzing about the heat game last night. It was miraculous. A great comeback, and then just took over in overtime. And the man that is driving that Car, ship, boat, whatever you want to call it, team, Jimmy Butler. So what Dan Lebitar and the guys do is discuss his decision to come down here to South Florida, the heat staying hot,
5: and Duncan Robinson's white. I want to get to the Miami Heat though, being 18 and five. The wife. 18 and 5. <laughs> what? And Lisa Leslie, like a lot of us, by the way, it was curious, right? Jimmy Butler could have, while everyone was deciding what's the team I'm going to go to to change the balance of power in the league, he had an option in Houston that looked better than his option in Miami. He had an option in Philadelphia that looked better than his option in Miami. And all of a sudden... The Miami Heat are every bit as good as Toronto, every bit as good as Boston. They've been better this year than Philadelphia, although I wouldn't want to play Philadelphia in the playoffs because the formula, while it's flimsy and simplistic, generally when you have the two best players, you win. Those two best players lost on a basket by Kawhi Leonard, the best player on the court when they played. But in a series against Philadelphia, I don't believe Jimmy Butler is the best player on that floor. And in a series against Milwaukee, I know he's...
0: Forget about the East, and They have a record of 18-6. and six. The Clippers are 18-7. and seven. Like, this team is really, really good. I understand what you're saying about the Sixers. Uh, the Bucks are very, very good. The Lakers, of course. But the Heat have turned it around. I'm, and Pat Riley has done that pretty quickly. I'm
5: not disputing any of that. Uh, what I am saying to you is that when playoff basketball arrives, the thing that Jimmy Butler... Jimmy Butler has been all his life for whatever you believe him to be, because now it's triple double. He's clearly a winning player. He's clearly someone who knows how to play smart basketball. But Jimmy Butler has been to this point in his career. If he's the best player on your team, you're an eight-seed. That's what he's been. You're an eight seed,
6: right? He was really good with Minnesota. They were, I think, a three seed. He got hurt, and they really haven't recovered from that Jimmy Butler injury. And now you see what's uh, been made out of them since Jimmy Butler left that franchise. But last night,
5: what ended up happening is Trey Young at the end of a game. The Miami Heat is undefeated at home. And last time I checked, they had the biggest point differential when playing at home. Undefeated at home and winning all their games as recently as three games ago by an average of 18 points. But last night, Atlanta takes them to overtime. Trey Young with up 6 with 50 seconds left. He says it's over. Trey Young says it out loud and Jimmy Butler likes these storylines and Jimmy Butler likes being a bad MFer. A uh, very few people in the league use the word MFer. He's going to slip up on one of these Post game interviews as much as jimmy <laughs> butler uses that word and now here they are and they don't lose at home and he takes what it is that trey young said and embarrasses him because they came back to score a million straight points i did want to ask as people are paying attention to the heat here i've gotten a couple of emails today from people thinking that duncan robinson was black is that
0: uh he's not
5: uh is Duncan Robinson a... a di- Wait, so multiple people just reach out to you
6: and ask you <laughs> if Duncan Robinson's white or black?
5: That they No, that they learned last night while watching the game and looking for a guy who made 10 threes and being surprised that he is white.
6: Yeah, his name is Duncan Robinson. I mean, Duncan Robinson. Come I on. Mean, what do you mean? I'd, honestly, Robinson. It could, go, Robinson, either, it could go either way on the name. Did you know that he was Larry Bird? Ten threes last <laughs> night. Did you know that he is amazing? Did you know that he's six foot eight? Did you know that he scored a career high thirty four points last night, and it was the fourth best performance on that Heat team last night? <laughs> Miami runs on Duncan. Damn straight. I used that tweet last night. That was mine. Everybody things. did. He stole yeah. it from everybody. Yeah. No, damn. Don't clean that one. That's an easy one. And also, Jimmy Butler was Philadelphia's best player in the playoffs last year. And I wouldn't go so easy into saying that Joel Embiid is better than Jimmy Butler now. Joel Embiid had a game that he scored zero points Zero in, points. 0, from, yeah. 0 for 11 from the field. <laughs> Hard to do. Uh, and when Jimmy Butler doesn't have the shot going from the field, this dude had 18 rebounds last night. He's doing everything. He's it, He's been really good. And people want to question, like, why would he go to Miami? Really? go to a franchise that has been trying to win even when the greatest player in the game left them trying to win because it's embedded in, in, embedded in their culture or is he going to stay with a franchise whose entire culture was trying to lose for an entire decade?
0: It was 117, 111 59 seconds. The guy with Trey said the game was over. He'd scored the next six in the first 16 in overtime.
6: <laughs> Biggest overtime margin in a
5: long time. Uh, still, I think the questions are fair though, Mike. When Jimmy Butler made the choice he made on the first day of free agency, it, feel, it felt like, oh, Miami, boats, uh, women... He's going to enjoy his time being the guy in a fun city where his friend Dwayne Wade told him to go, and what's changed now is that he's the leader on this culture stuff with the Miami Heat.
0: If you're looking at the East, though, the landscape of the East, and you're saying, because one player means so much in the NBA, and you're looking at the best players on every single team, I mean, obviously, you would want Giannis over Jimmy Butler, but after that...
5: I'd still want Philadelphia, but that's why I was saying Boston and uh, Toronto are not appreciably better than Miami.
6: Well, what's interesting is he left Philadelphia, which undeniably has an all-star And standard.
5: has been ripping Philadelphia on his way out, saying people didn't want to win there as much as he did. Well,
6: yeah, the people were saying, oh, you want the boats, you want the cars, you want Miami. And he specifically left, and he d- hasn't put his name on it, but it sounds like he's talking specifically about Ben Simmons when, winning, when he says winning wasn't the most important thing to some of these players. The same beef that he had with Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins in Minnesota. Some people want fame. Some people want cars. I want to win. That's why I'm in the playoffs. I'm not in the playoffs for extra notoriety. That I was to surprised
5: philosophy. to hear him say that flatly that people in Philadelphia didn't care about winning as much as he did.
6: He left Philadelphia and an all-star center and he comes to Miami and he has another all-star center too in Bam Adebayo who had a triple-double last night and a career high in points. Nobody
2: quite does it like Dan Levitard weekdays right here on 560 The Joe between 10 and 1. So you get Dan Levitar in the midday, then in the evenings at 6 o'clock, Dan Day, myself, jumps on the radio for some craziness, for some sports, and for some other things we can't really speak about. You know where the day spa is. Ah, of course, you can follow along on the day spa by going to Twitter at Dan Day Radio. It is Hawkman Hump Day, so Hawkman and Crowder are next on the Best of the Joe show. The best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I happen to be Dan Day. Very busy, crazy day for me. I got a brand new phone. I don't back up anything, so I'm having to to go through my contacts. I'm trying to get all my apps back together so I can look at pictures of kitty cats and food on Instagram. And tonight, I'm going to hit up Titanic Brewery over there by the U because I'm trying to be part of their mug club. Got to get some beers down, watch the Pelicans play against the Giannis lists. Bucks, drink some beers, maybe get some food eventually, raise pizza. I don't know. i got a lot of things going on. But so does Hawkman and Crowder, part of that team also. They were at Orange Bowl Media Day today. They had some fun. Friday night heat. They're talking about it. Oh, it's coming. You know who's coming Friday night to the AAA, not just the heat. But, well, you'll find out. Get some headlines and, oddly enough, some Christmas weather.
1: Here we are. I'm about to put the heat on the blackjack tables uh, in about four hours from now. (laughs) Just wait four hours. I'm putting the heat on. Crowder and I, we are at the Hard Rock today. It is Orange Bowl Media Day trees looking around for that uh, interference noise it's Crowder's (laughs) phone we've done uh, like how Crowder didn't hear it is beyond me but it's his phone (laughs) so there's the 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 new guitar hotel at the Hard Rock and then there's the old tower and we're at the old tower where it leads out to the pool and they're having the press conference today today is the big media availability for the Orange Bowl which is December 30th at Hard Rock Stadium and uh, the head coaches Dan Mullen will be here, and Bronco Mendenhall, and uh, a whole bunch of uh, dignitaries and celebrities. Gino Toretta texted me today. He goes, hey, you're gonna be at the Hard Rock because I gotta come there for. There's a party tonight, so there'll be some people uh, walking around doing their thing. But today's the day that they get all the media around and uh, promote the Orange Bowl, which is uh, is a uh, treat for local Florida Gators fans. Oh,
7: it's a treat for me. Because- I, you know what? I put on my gator shirt because yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna. I'm going to pander to Dan Mullen, but now Bronco Mendenhall is going to look at me like I'm crazy. But that's all right. I mean, oh, okay. We don't, I mean, what do we care
1: about Bronco Mendenhall? <laughs> no no offense to the Orange Bowl committee <laughs> yeah. who's here, and, you know, we want it to go swim swimmingly and smoothly and whatnot, but, I mean, do we really care if Bronco Mendenhall's is angry? Probably. I'm going to remind him that the Hurricanes kicked his ranked ass <laughs> up and down in that Hard Rock Stadium <laughs> just this season. I'm not going to remind him in that fashion, though.
7: No, no, no. It will be a little nicer. But his name is Bronco. we got to be tough. Right. You can't be named Hall.
1: Like yesterday, we talked to, uh, what was his name, Blaine Bishop? Oh, yeah. And his nickname is Hitman. I'm scared of him. Yeah, and you're like, hey, if your nickname is Hitman, you lead with the head when you're yeah. tackling. There's yes. no question. I mean, Even though he's 50, I was right. still worried about upsetting yeah. him yesterday. Yeah, you still call somebody Hitman. Anyway, you heard Solana play. The Heat is on there. The Miami Heat are fun, period. Like, they are just fun. Yeah. And, by the way, Friday night with the Lakers in town and the Heat being undefeated at home and bam and jimmy butler both putting up triple doubles so i dm'd rob Pizzola, professional sports gambler and i asked him what will the line be on friday night and again let me set it up for you the heat at home 11 and 0 undefeated what are the lakers Solana they're like uh they have yeah. three losses 21 and season.
8: 3 yeah 21, 21 and, three.
1: and 3 i mean looking like world beaters yeah what do you think the line this is bizarre. Zola's estimation: the line's not out yet. What do you think the line is going to be Friday night?
7: Lakers t- three-point favorites. Solana, you want to guess?
8: Lakers four and a half.
1: Yeah, it's uh, his estimation. I thought, I thought it might be a pick 'em because the Heat are doing so well. I think the Lakers are going to be here tonight. I think they're in town what? Wednesday night and Thursday night. Oh, no, no, edit.
8: they they're in Orlando tonight.
1: Okay. Ooh. Okay. All right. So they'll be here early tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Because they'll fly out of Orlando tonight and get here. Well, if the players have anything to do with the yeah. Hit it. I mean, yes, they ain't yes. staying in Orlando. Oh, I mean, where are they going? Go Colt.
7: Rainforest Cafe. Hey, Coach. They hit let's hit this plane, Cole. So they will south. be here tonight.
1: I'm telling you, they're gonna finish that game. Their charter's gonna take them down to Miami tonight. They will wake up tomorrow on South Beach. Spend all day Thursday. I don't know if they're actually on the sand. I think they are on the <laughs> sand. <laughs> And I think I misspoke by saying they're going to wake up. I don't think they're going to have gone to sleep.
7: Thursday's going to roll around. <laughs> Ain't have gone to sleep. If I was an NBA coach, I'd keep my team on Snake Road, out in the middle of the Everglades. <laughs> I
1: keep them in Everglades City and drive them. Well, Rob Pizzola says it will be Lakers by three and a half. Lakers uh, will be favored by three and a half. I thought it might be uh, might be a pick 'em, but man, last night was just. Fun. I mean, you couldn't help. You were there, Solana. I mean, was it just like because there was that, you know, because I went last Sunday night where it looked for a minute like the Bulls were going to beat them. Yeah. And so you started to get a little nervous, but it never lost that festive feeling Last night, they're down six. Trey Young's calling it over, Solana, Are people getting nervous?
8: Yeah, I was nervous. Yeah. Uh, I was very nervous.
1: And you had called it a look-ahead game. You spent the all, all day on the show saying this is a look-ahead game.
8: I was looking great, too, with that take in the fourth quarter down six. But when Duncan Robinson in the first half goes off, I'm like, wow, I forgot that he had Duncan Robinson, clearly, because he doesn't miss. Would you have
1: preferred the Heat lose so that you could crow today about being right that it was a look-ahead game? No, no, I'm glad you I was, wrong. You, glad I was wrong. you are lying. I'm glad I was <laughs> wrong. You are lying through your teeth. I, I did tell I you though. To be an I expert. I did. I did tell you guys. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it was. it uh, so it had to be fun. And I'm guessing when uh, when uh, when they tied that game, I mean, if Jimmy Butler would have hit the game winner, that place would have erupted. <laughs> but, but overtime, I mean. The line in that game, what was it again? Was it Heat by 10?
8: Nine. Nine. Nine.
1: The Heat had no business covering that game, and they covered that game. If you had the Hawks, you were feeling great all game. We laid off the game. Yeah. If you had the Hawks, you're feeling great all game because there's no chance, even if the Heat can sneak out the victory, there's no chance they're going to cover. And then they go off, and I don't know what the hell happened in overtime,
7: but it was all Heat. I was going to say, I was overtime got boring. <laughs> like, is, is that crazy? I was about three minutes in overtime, it was boring. Did the same thing happen against Toronto?
1: when Solana, Jimmy went crazy with the stealing and, and on Stuff. Could not hit an overtime basket.
8: Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, I think it was even better last night, to a, a, an an upper degree, I guess I could say, uh, because it was just nonstop. What 16-0 run to start off the crazy. overtime? Like you never see that.
7: Yeah, it was it crazy. 22-22-0 run from a minute left in the fourth. Right. Oh, like when when Trey Young called it over. That was. <laughs> By the way, did you see Trey
1: Young tweeted out today? Welp. With the, uh, with the shrug emoji, which makes me love him even more. I mean, because he, he misspoke. Yeah. And you know I love me some Trey Young when he hit that 30-foot three-pointer early in the game. I texted it, you guys.
7: I Actually, I've, I've told you this story before. Everybody knows Rajah Bell. he comes on with us. He's my neighbor. I don't think he likes me that much because he doesn't come on with us that much. He does not. But he has come. Like We, we sat and watched a couple basketball games in my backyard. And I asked him, I'm like, at what point is the game over? It's like an elementary question to him because he always looks at me like you, you. Like there's not a time like you have to see how the game is played out. Last night, down by six with a minute left, it should a game should have been over.
1: Yeah, I mean that's pretty much. Although it was just the anniversary. Do you remember seeing um, Twitter? Trady, like maybe,
7: Tracy McGrady. Yeah, it was like yeah. three
1: or four days ago. Tracy McGrady scored. It was I think thirteen points in thirty three seconds yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. Like it happens. You remember the Reggie Miller game where he scored? Nine I think that was in eleven seconds. Nine and eleven that? seconds. Yeah, so it can but, happen, man. And
7: I, I asked him a hundred times, and he all, and every time he tells me like I don't have an answer for you, bro. Like it's you have to watch the game to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so now it's 44 seconds left down by four. Is this game over? And I know he wants to tell me, stop asking me these damn questions. But last night we saw, like, no, the game's not over, especially if you have shooters. We got shooters. We got shooters. Then somebody – I heard this morning on with Joe and Zach, somebody – Mocked, Whiteside. I, it, wh- who was it? Somebody yelled we got shooters. Was yeah. it Jimmy Butler?
8: No, it was Bam Adebayo Bam. post-game press conference. Yeah. I think it was our very own Brendan Tobin who was asking him, or maybe Ira Winderman who was asking him a question. And he just, He said – we got shooters, and he kind of everybody was kind of laughing in the locker room too. And
7: then love you it.
1: see that uh, that story that Kevin Love wants to get traded to Portland, which maybe opens the door for Hassan Whiteside to get traded to Cleveland, which would just be funny. I would love it. It would just be funny. All right, we're at the Hard Rock. Let's get some headlines from our resident Heat fan, Alejandro Solana. So close to being able to call him a Heat expert with his look-ahead game, but alas, you were wrong again, Solana. Just
8: to piggyback off some of these uh this big heat win it was the first time in NBA history to have multiple triple doubles that was Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and multiple 30-point games all by different players in the same game. Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn the first pair of undrafted teammates to each score 30-plus points in the same game. so
1: crazy. What did the bench score? Did I see, like, the bench scored five points? (laughs) They had, like, 100 and however many points last night, and the bench scored five or 12, something like that.
8: The 14-point win is the largest by any team to trail in the final minute of regulation in the last 20 seasons, and also the first team in NBA history to have multiple triple-doubles, I already said that, and multiple 30-point games all by different players. They host... L.A. Fun. Friday night.
7: It, can you? Can, I'm going to ask Adano. He's coming up next. Yeah. Like, can you explain to me how Dwayne Wade and LeBron couldn't get triple doubles together, but Bam and Jimmy can? Because the bench.
1: They're, they're, I, in, all, in all honesty, although I, the, the bench didn't score last night, like, oh, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. Did LeBron?
7: No, yeah, they never I did. I saw. I saw. I, I read an article right, today right. that they couldn't LeBron do it. LeBron
1: and D Wade could not put up triple doubles. But Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler did. I'm trying to figure out the riddle here. Like, what is the...
7: I don't act like um, LeBron and Dwyane Wade had a better supporting cast. Like, did they have better players behind them? Like, I, I mean, uh, you but, what, but what are
1: you saying that Duncan Robinson is Ray Allen? Like, I mean, I, I'm just saying where, like, could, where, where, yes, they, where I mean, they did have a better supporting cast. They
7: were more comfortable playing Ray and those guys, where they didn't have to get to a triple double to win games.
1: Right. I mean, you didn't need. But the, but the thing is the the those guys had massive point numbers last night so it's not like jimmy and bam did everything i mean duncan robinson was the first quarter yes what else you got there, uh, Solana?
8: The Florida Panthers lost 2-1 to to the Tampa Bay Lightning yesterday. They'll host the Islanders tomorrow night, 7 p.m. from the BB&T yeah, Center. Yeah, tough
1: finish for Nacho Tot Tuesday. We were looking for at least a point out of that one. Didn't get it. Get him uh, on Thursday.
8: Back to the NBA. The Clippers are in Toronto tonight. That means Kawhi's first return to Toronto since leaving the franchise after winning that first championship for that city.
1: He will be uh, greeted with uproarious cheers. No question. They're going to boo him. No. No chance.
7: No chance.
1: Brought them a championship. Was
7: there 10 months.
1: Brought them a championship. That was the nicest 10-month stay that uh, anybody has ever had in Toronto. He was
7: a good time with a side
1: chick. He was not. He was the (laughs) love of your life that perished too early in a skiing accident. (laughs) That was not a side chick. (laughs) That was that was a once in a lifetime love that just happened to perish quickly. What else you got, Solana?
8: LeBron James he opened up to ESPN about his struggles in the 2011 NBA Finals when the Heat lost to the Mavs. Here's his quote: "The level of scrutiny that I was dealing with and how I got out of my comfort zone, I lost my love for the game."
7: All right, soft bastard. He says, so. "Tree, you turned your mic on." And <laughs> wow. What'd you say, Tree? Wow. <laughs> Anything else, oh, like love for the game. <laughs>
8: I mean, you let JJ Barrera question your love for the game. What a loser.
7: Right. loser. I'm with you. Right. Thank you.
8: And finally, guys, the they Yankees Shut him
1: down Friday night like he's Jeremy Lin in uh
7: 2014. Yes. Uh, you know Wait. what? Jimmy Jimmy needs to pull. Jimmy get in front of LeBron. Show out, Jimmy. Duncan, get in front of LeBron. Let's go Duncan Robinson. No, no, don't do that to Duncan. Don't do that to him.
8: (laughs) And finally, guys, this is kind of crazy. The Yankees signed Garrett Cole to a nine-year, $324 million contract. It'll be the longest deal and the highest average annual value ever given to a pitcher in the major leagues.
1: Yeah, an insane contract. Now, I was told, I don't have a lot of sources, but I do have some sources within the Marlins. The Marlins were right there. They were like $314 million away from uh, from being able to pull that off. So, Damn. yeah, well, what
8: are you going to do? <laughs> Let's
7: get him, Jeter.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Solana? I can confirm that there is between a 0 to 10% chance that Christmas Day, December 25th, there could be at least one inch of snow on the ground in South Florida. What?
7: Ain't that chance? And it's 14 days away. What? I don't
1: understand. Why would there? Why? Why would there be any chance of snow on the ground in South Florida on Christmas Day?
8: Again, zero to 10 percent chance. No, but why
1: would there be anything above zero percent chance?
8: Well, I mean, I'm looking at a map here. Shout out to a, a listener, Reggie Tayil, who sent this to me, and the Miami Herald, according to NOAA put out a map that measures over different decades going back to, I believe, 1980, and uh, there is a 0 to 10% chance that there could be snow on the ground in South Florida.
7: What did you just say? Noah, Reggie Tyrell, what are you talking about? (laughs) So if
1: someone tweets you something,
8: you'll say it during a newscast? No, this is not him tweeting me just random stuff. He sent me a graphic from the Miami Herald. I checked it. I made sure to check it. I'm not making stuff up here. And according to Noah, there is a 0 to 10% chance that there could be a white Christmas in South Florida.
1: Because there's been snow in South Florida before, but it doesn't stick on the ground. The ground is yeah. too warm. So, the, the the like, it could potentially have flurries, which I think happened in the 70s. Was it the 70s tree? Do you remember that? There was snow in South Florida at some point. i got to look at it.
0: That. was in the 70s. It was in the 70s, yeah. 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 I mean, it
1: was like there were flurries in South Florida, but it does not stick on the ground.
0: Was he talking to Noah as the guy in the ark? Or I, he, I don't know yeah. which
1: Noah he's yeah. talking about. That's uh, a good joke tree, yeah. Steve Pereira in that movie. In Miami, 1977.
7: That last time it snowed in Miami? According to the
1: National Weather Service, the Florida Keys and uh, in the Florida Keys and Key West, there's no known occurrence of snow flurries since the settlement of the region. In Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Palm Beach, there is only one report of snow flurries observed. And in some areas, a trace on the ground. So maybe there is a little out here for you, Solana. January of 1977.
8: Well, this is for Christmas. I'm talking about strictly a white Christmas, zero. A 10% yeah, chance. Yeah, I got it.
1: You mentioned December 25th. We were we were all in on that. Like, there's. I understand you're talking about Christmas. I'm giving you a historical perspective on snow in Miami.
8: Well, when you wake up Christmas morning and there's flurries outside and you're able to go uh, sledding in your snowboard, you're welcome.
7: <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going fishing Christmas morning, like I have for the last 15. years. Ice fishing.
2: Nothing like a Uruguayan Jewish person, Alejandro Solana, giving you Christmas weather that equation baffles me huh he's still my guy though so representing out there for christmas weather from alejandro solana hockman and crowder getting you over the hump I am going to work out a little bit because I'm trying to bulk up, try to put on a pound or two of muscle because I only weigh 130 pounds. Then I'm going to go to Titanic Brewery. I'm going to grab some beers, watch the Pelicans take on the Bucks. Come on, Pelicans. Let's end that nine-game losing streak. The heat are hot, and the Pelicans are ice cold. My two teams, total opposites, but you live and die with them both. So I will live and die at Titanic and then be back with you tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, 560 the Joe, for the best of the Joe Show.